Did you know VIP season ticket subscribers have access to this workshop and hundreds more in streaming video, MP3 download, audio CD, executive white paper summary, and podcast formats? Visit VIP.dealersedge.com for more information. Welcome to this Dealer's Edge online training session featuring Stefan Drexel with a review of new electronic service department applications and what you need to know about them. Stefan is with the Paul Gilry Institute, an independent advisor to auto retailers on their technology issues. I'm Mike Bowers with Dealer's Edge. The subject of today's training seminar used to fall under the heading of Salesforce automation. That is, as much as possible, we wanted to automate those essential functions that dealership salespeople and service advisors just wouldn't do. Think of the simple things like appointment confirmation calls and follow-up calls after a service visit. The use of technology to assist service department personnel has gotten a lot more specific and effective since then. Now when it comes to using new technology to make the service department process more efficient and effective, there are a lot of choices. New applications seem to pop up every day. Things like service scheduling and appointments, tablet-based walk-arounds, electronic multi-point inspections, online maintenance menus, and more. But what works? And what doesn't work? And what's worth the price? Today we're joined by Stefan Drexel of the Paul Gilry Institute to tell us what applications and providers dealers are using, and which are successful, and what are the results that they're seeing. How satisfied are dealerships with both the applications and the vendors? What can we look forward to? What's coming up next? What's coming down the pike in terms of service department automation? And know this, the Paul Gilry Institute does not sell dealership technology solutions. The company offers advice to dealership managers about how to evaluate these systems. Now, welcome back to Dealer's Edge, Stefan. Why don't you take over from here? So keep that in mind. Next time you go into a demo or you discuss with your dealer and your fixed ops director where you know service can be in 12, 24, 60 months from now and how technology can help you there. So looking at the clock, Mike, do you think is that a good time to maybe check if there are some questions? Uh, yeah, you're right, Stefan. Let's, uh, let's take a couple questions here. Um, on the, the scheduling uh, apps. Yeah. Are, are they able, in addition to taking the, doing the scheduling, are they able to send confirmations to the customers? So yeah, some of them are. That means that there's an second response management and automated uh, management behind there for a lot of those tools where you can really set up then, you know, 24 hours before you have your service scheduling, you will send out another email. All okay. these systems, they are different in the way they can accomplish that. Some of them, they allow you to do, you know, send out an email. Some of them, they will send, uh, set up a reminder for your service BDC to do a follow-up call. Some of them, I think they're already allowing you to send a text message. Right. So it may be a com combination there. But yes, you can do that with those tools, with the majority of those tools. Okay. And uh, I was surprised to see on the walk-around slide that 62%, uh, when, when it says 62% of the responding dealers uh, don't use any electronic uh, walk-around app. Is that an accurate reading? That, that is an accurate reading, yeah. Does that, do you think that means that 62% of the responding dealers aren't doing 
service walk-arounds, or they're just doing it the old-fashioned way with a, a piece of paper and a clipboard. That's exactly what I think. I think the majority, they still they have an established process there, uh, but they do it by paper. Now, the challenge with paper is really that in most cases, you know, you cannot enforce the product or the process unless you have someone who's really shadowing your service advisor the entire time. So the one thing that really sticks out with those electronic tablet solutions also is really there's a certain defined process and your service advisor, they have to go through that. And you can really monitor that. You can really mm -hmm. identify uh, what service advisor are really trying to really upsell and what uh, of them are not. And that's really the, the big advantage of having those tablet solutions. But you're right. You know, yeah. the, the other non-60% there, they're probably just using paper-based uh, and on the, the subject of texting, sending text messages to service customers, uh, is that how is that going? Is that more and more accepted? Are service advisors actually doing that now? So that's a great question. There is one company out there, when I discussed earlier these specialist companies, one of them is you know, a newcomer called MyKarma. If you have a Mercedes-Benz dealership, MyKarma is you know, getting pushed by them right now. The basic idea for my karma was really the better the job you do in communicating with your customers and really informing them about where the car is in the process, if everything is okay, and these kind of things, the higher the chances for you to have a higher revenue per RO. So in other words, communication, texting, emailing, calling um, has a much higher relevance on revenue as anticipated in the past. So really, communication is key there for your service advisors. And I see a lot of dealers um, that ask for service texting solutions. You know, you can get your texting from MyKarma, from some of the specialist companies, uh, text-to-service or service-to-text, text-to-service. Um, uh, some of the dealers that I talk to, they get texting from uh, the DMS companies, CDK, Reynolds & Reynolds. I have a lot of CRM companies that provide texting, but texting in general, yes, definitely much higher adoption because it's so easy. I think the one key you want to keep an eye on is how it floats with all the other systems that you have. Usually I'm not a big fan of having you know, 10, 15, 20 different systems, and then the question becomes how do they integrate? Maybe talk to your DMS vendor, talk to your CRM company, or talk to your service scheduling or service walkaround solution if they have texting options for you. Best case scenario is really you have one centralized system where you can really review the entire documentation for customer communication, regardless if this is an email, a service text, or anything else. But you have one system where the entire communication string is safe, not only from an upsell perspective, but potentially also for auditing purposes, right? You want to have one tool rather than, you know, five different tools, including your phone system. I have a couple of dealers that are using their phone systems actually for instant messaging and sending, uh, sending out text messages as well. Okay. Um, and uh, another question here. Uh, the percentage of dealers using third-party appointment systems as opposed to their DMS looks high. Uh, do you have a maybe a guess as to why why so many dealers uh, in the survey at least seem to be using third-party appointment systems versus uh, just using the, the embedded DMS program? 
Yeah. Well, first of all, Mike, um, I'm loving it. Great questions. Thanks for being active on this. Um, my best guess, guess here on this is the first thing that OEMs started recommending was online appointment tools. And therefore, a lot of these OEMs, they push very early for those special companies. Uh, and that's why this is fairly high, the difference here between those special companies and the DMS vendors. Because again, X-Time, the biggest name out there, got very pushed early by, you know, the Hondas, the Mazdas, you name it. Um, and that is probably one of the main reasons why so many dealers went with those special companies before even asking the DMS vendor. Okay. Okay. Uh, you used, uh, in, in passing, you mentioned, mentioned the importance of having sufficient bandwidth. Uh, could you expand on that? Uh, that is how much... Uh, how do you know that you have enough bandwidth? What's the best way to go? Do you, use, do you rely on your local Internet provider, or do you need to have a, uh, a direct fiber network uh, to, to make sure yeah. you have enough? What's, what's the best answer there? Yeah, so right now the majority, the, the vast majority of all dealership technology applications is going web-based. Um, so that can be your CRM. Most of the DMS vendors, they're now requiring you to have a secure VPN tunnel or some kind of network equipment on site. So in rare cases, you have on-site servers anymore, you know, either for really a DMS server or a phone server or a server for CRM, even print servers. The majority of this storage equipment is going away and, and going fully web-based. And therefore, even for your voice over IP systems, you need bandwidth. Um, fiber essentially is the way to go, but that depends really in what area you are. My first, or my you know, best advice would be there, talk to your local internet service provider um, about bandwidth, and then also talk to your vendors about the requirements on bandwidth. So just to give you an idea how that works in the DMS side, if you go to a certain DMS vendor, usually you have to count the number of users and then you multiply that by 45 kilobyte per second. So users, 45 kilobyte per second will give you um, how much megabytes you need. And that is similar to what you can see here with um, the service applications. In general, the more you go into digital signature, either for ROs or digital deal jackets for um, you know, the F&I process and in general, um, the more image files you need to upload to those web-based systems, the more bandwidth you need. Um, so again, bandwidth requirements coming from all different angles, including your phone system, um, third-party applications, service drive applications, uh, your OEMs pushing for bandwidth on your lot for your customers to log to your website and track those kind of things, your DMS vendor. So those vendors, ask them what those requirements are. And then you have to have some somewhere in your dealership, either you have a purchase department or that's your IT guy or that is your, your business office manager, somewhere you need to have an overview on, on where all these requirements come in and what the total amount for your for your internet need is. But fiber would be best. I mean, most dealers I see now, they are beyond the 20 megabytes. You know, I have a lot of dealers on, 
fiber, 100 megabytes easily. Okay. Um, Tom wants to make sure you he heard you correctly. Uh, you're saying that the big DMS providers will do a 12-month agreement now? So CDK, without a doubt, if you push them really hard, Reynolds and Reynolds, during their term, if you sign up for something like advanced service, which as a product, I can recommend, advanced service is a really well thought through product itself, a lot of upside there, really nicely um, fit into your Reynolds and Reynolds Ignite system, fully integrated with service pricing guides, and it comes with a monthly consultant. You know, we discussed training about earlier, so consultant is included, very good product. Um, and usually they make it coterminous, but yes, they can give you an out clause. In some cases, I've seen a free trial um, where they give you know some dealers some months for free. That would probably be your first choice. Ask for a free trial. If they're not doing that, then tell them. Shorter term, especially because your OEM is potentially pushing for different solutions. Uh, but they can do it. Yeah. Price point for advanced service, oof, right now I think around $1,800 per month, something like that. Right. Uh, how much time should I allow to get proposals for a, d a new DMS? DMS, I always say 12 to 18 months before. And that might say a little, might look like a little long, but in general what you want to do is make a decision six months before your agreement is up. Especially when you're on Reynolds and Reynolds, it is very time sensitive because with Reynolds and Reynolds you have auto renewal clauses. So making a decision six months before that, and now considering the fact that I said earlier, you know, 12 to 18 months, so that kind of gives you at least one year or six to 12 months to get your demos, get your proposals, do the configuration review, do reference visits, maybe go to an NADA or an digital dealer conference where you can really dive in with your team into some different uh, terms, negotiate the price, negotiate the contract, and then wrap everything up. So 12 to 18 months before the deal is up and making a decision six months before the contract is up. Now, that's usually a good timeline because then, again, you don't run out of time and you have multiple windows of opportunity to negotiate a deal. You've probably experienced that already here with service um, applications, you know, at NADA, usually a great time to negotiate a deal. It's not different with your DMS vendors. You know, negotiating a deal at NADA, well, some of the vendors, they have a fiscal year end, CDK every year in June, Reynolds and Reynolds uh, year end. So you have multiple windows of opportunity then to push on a pricing. And if it's not working out, then we are waiting for the next opportunity. So usually that's why 12 to 18 months, usually a good time frame. Okay. Um Back to the uh, question of texting, uh, as far as you know, do these third-party companies um, that provide uh, texting services, uh, do they have more features than the DMS texting service, uh, and, are, do, and will the third-party vendors have, uh, will they be, have a DMS integration? So most of the texting solutions, they have integration with the DMS, although that is limited for texting. Um, they may have some additional bells and whistles, you know, when it comes to CRM texting, obviously that is fully embedded then in your CRM 
communication uh, threat. Um, some outside vendor, what I've seen them do better is when it comes to texting, one of the things you have to be careful with is compliance. And compliance in some regards is a little different per state. Usually what some of those texting companies now do is they try to do, um, when you create your ROO, there's an opcode that you can create and then there's a disclaimer on the ROO that already says, um, you know, we are allowed to you know, provide you with information via text on your provided telephone number, something like that. So those are usually the fine lines that when you talk to someone about texting, really try to understand how compliance is handled and how is that handled in the customer communication itself. So the last thing you really want to send out is one of those encrypted text messages saying, uh, please push one for you know, nuts, no contact, or please push um, asterisk or whatever for, for denying this text message. And then after a couple of lines, then your actually text is there saying, hey, Stefan, your car's you know, ready for pickup. Um, can you do it today or tomorrow morning? Are you okay with your loaner? Like something like that. And then you have another encrypted thing saying, okay, press four for this and that. So you want to avoid those kind of things. So look at the workflow there. Overall, I would say that um, outside vendors, they have an edge with regards to innovation uh, and how they handle the compliance. Although the one thing that kind of sticks out with some of the DMS vendors is if you have contact management, for example, with Reynolds and Reynolds, then you know the texting fully integrated there. So that's also a thing where you really have to look. Do you have one system for all communication or do you have you know, different systems? From an auditing perspective, probably better to have everything in one. Okay. Um, on one of the uh, survey questions, uh, you asked uh, where, where do you dealers expect to invest the most money uh, going you know, in the next year? And service write-up came in number one. What would be included in service write-up? So service write-up is really your service tablet, right? Where we discussed earlier, 62% of dealers don't have a service tablet solution yet, an electronic one. So it's definitely on the, on the playbook here for the majority of the dealers for the next 12 months. That is pretty much that tool, the service write-up walk-around tool. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, John, did you get any questions? No, I'm clear. Okay. Uh, well, that's the, the last of our questions here, Stefan. So we'll wrap up. Uh, everybody in the audience, uh, you have Stefan's contact information there in front of you. Uh, if there's something you'd like to, to contact him about, something you need to talk about, uh, or just a question you, you think of, you thought you'll think of later and wish you had asked, uh, feel free to give him a, a phone call or send him an email and he'll get right back to you. Uh, I'd like to thank all of you for attending today. Uh, as we always say, it's not easy to take an hour and a half out of your dealership day, and we certainly appreciate you spending that time with us. And I'd like to offer special thanks to Stefan Drexel of the Paul Gilry Institute for taking his time today to share his expertise and experience and for the time it took him to put today's workshop together. Stefan, thank you very much. Thanks for having and me. Great group. Uh, thanks for um, you know, inviting us. And uh, looking forward to hearing from you and, uh, yeah, for your questions. Have a great okay. day. Okay. And, and with that, uh, we're going to say goodbye for today. Hope you can join us again next Thursday. Uh, this is Mike Bowers for Dealer's Edge. We're signing off now.